0: Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, glad to be here, glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey and TK. That's right, Trey Blossman will join me in just a little bit. We're going to talk about some LSU football, the changes on the staff, most notably the addition of Kevin Falk, and Tiger Spring Football practice starts on March 7th. Lots of talk on the NFL, the Combine, the Collective bargaining agreement, got some NBA notes on the New Orleans Pelicans, a quick and M- Major League Baseball take, and all that good stuff for you here on Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Speaking of Major League Baseball, we got a new podcast that will start next week called Chin Music. Yeah, Chin Music. Rick Robinson, like me, a huge baseball guy. Rick and I have done baseball talk on the radio for many, many, many years, and we're going to take it to the podcast beginning next week. Chin Music, all about Major League Baseball with Rick Robinson and myself, Tommy Chrysan. Hey, I'm happy to connect with you on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K R Y S A M, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Happy to connect with you. Also, Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram, Page. Be sure to connect. You'll always get links to the episodes and the many different podcasts we do, whether it's an LSU football update, LSU baseball update, sports takes with Trey and TK, and the new one coming out. Chin Music with Rick Robinson and myself all about Major League Baseball. We're going to have a quick message from Anchor and how you can start your own podcast, make some money, and have some fun. Then we'll come back and be joined by Trey Blossman here on Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy State.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Sports Takes here on Talking Sports with TK. Going to be joined by Trey Blossman in just a moment. I'm Tommy Christ and it's time for Sports Takes. Yeah. We're coming right at you with some of our thoughts in the world of sports. Trey Blossman, hello. How are you doing today?
1: Doing fine, Tommy.
0: Glad to hear that. LSU football's doing fine. We'll start off with the Tigers. Always good to talk about the reigning national champions. Uh, news earlier this week, Tommy Robinson leaves the staff to go to Texas A&M. Ed Orgeron, who had made this comment several weeks ago, when there was thoughts Tommy Robinson might go to another school, Said he had a plan. That plan was Kevin Falk, the Karen Crow product, LSU All-American, three-time Super Bowl champ, who had become the running back coach. That, in fact, has happened. Kevin Falk was a part of the support staff, the analyst staff at LSU. But now he can coach the running backs, and most importantly, he can recruit. And we all know recruiting is what it's all about. Trey Blossman, your take on Kevin Falk becoming the running back coach at LSU.
1: I think it's a fabulous thing, Tommy. And when I first heard that Coach Tommy was leaving, my initial reaction was, man, this opens the door for Kevin Falk. And I sure hope that's what's going to happen here. And it did. You talk about him being able to recruit. Let's go back to when he was a recruit. What a big time get for Jerry DiNardo it was to bring him to LSU. He could have gone anywhere he wanted at the time, Florida State and Miami were both great, uh, but he chose to stay home and come play at LSU, where he's a legend. I remember one game, Tommy. It was September of 96, and we were playing Houston. I was at the game. It was 34-14, to 14, I believe, was the score at halftime. LSU losing by 20 points to a team... I'm sure they were favored by 20 points to beat. Houston was not the program they've become since then, by any means. And a lot of fans left at halftime, which they usually do when we're ahead 20 points, not when we're behind 20 points. But Kevin Falk went wild in the second half, Tommy. I did look up his statistics earlier, just so I would be sure I was right. 246 yards on 21 carries. That's well over 10 yards a carry. Four punt returns for 106 yards. LSU comes back to win 35 to 34. And just uh, part of the cementing, the legendary status of Kevin Falk at LSU. Now it comes back full circle where he'll be our running backs coach. I think it's a great thing. You know, he's got three Super Bowl rings. He's in the Patriots Hall of Fame. He spent his entire career with one professional team. What's not to like about Kevin Falk?
0: I got two things on that for you. Number one, when Jerry DiNardo, who you referenced, had his opening press conference at LSU when he was announced as the coach and he made his first comments as the LSU head football coach. I was present that day, and I can tell you with 100% certainty, when he left that press conference, he did not even go to his office, which at the time was on the second floor of the administration building at LSU. He got in a car with Mr. Charles Q. Simano and they drove to Karen Crow High School to visit Kevin Falk. That was the very first action he did as the head coach, other than his presser, Uh, at LSU was to go try to secure Kevin Falk and of course he got him and I remember when Kevin Falk first came to campus there was a gaggle of media members including me who met with him right outside the student gates of the LSU football stadium of course it looked a lot different by the stadium back then the dormitories were still going and all that and I remember thinking this guy is too small to play football (laughs) at LSU and I knew he was an option quarterback at Karen Crow High on some very good teams against good teams in that district over there in the Lafayette area. And I'm thinking, really? And shows you what I know because he left the SEC as one of the most dynamic running backs and all-purpose shortage guys in the history of the Southeastern Cowboys. And then you documented what he did professionally. Uh, And he's a good guy. I I talked to Kevin several times last fall uh, when I'd be down by LSU. Now, here's the other thing. Recruiting. It's all about recruiting. And LSU has done a fabulous job of recruiting for the last 20 years plus, not taking nothing away from the time prior to that. Kevin Falk will now be able to recruit. Three Super Bowl rings in his hand. You know, been there, done that. I can show you how to get there. You know, Tommy Robinson, who left, was the quote-unquote recruiting coordinator. I've been told Corey Raymond will take that title or Kevin Falk, And uh, again, I just think this is wonderful for lots of reasons, especially recruiting, which is what it's all about.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned that he didn't look physically imposing. Well, you know, Tommy, for running backs, good things come in small packages. Coach Stram was the originator of the small back as a primary back in professional football. But just look at LSU recent history. Not only do you have Kevin Falk, you got Dalton Hilliard and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, two pretty good backs that came in small packages there. And Darius Geis wasn't bad either. He was a little bigger than them, but not much bigger.
0: Right. So, anyway, I think that's good news. LSU Tigers will start spring football practice on March the seventh. That's not that far away, and here on Sports Takes, we'll keep you posted with uh, what goes on at spring practice. We remind you, you're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself, Tommy Sam, Trey, the NFL Combine's going on, and they're trying to work out a collective bargaining agreement (CBA) as it's known. First, my thoughts on the NFL Combine. I think it's going to go the way of the Tiger recruiting bash. It's going to go away. The you know the internet kind of took all the glitter off the tiger recruiting bash, which I attended for many years, did radio shows from it. Enjoyed working with the tiger gridiron club on that, but the combine, which was originally intended for the guys who were not first and second round picks, but the rest of the guys who were trying to improve their stock, prove their worth because maybe the NFL didn't have enough info on them. Well now, but due to the internet, You got everything that you need. So these NFL teams, the combine, I've heard countless front office people and head coaches and scouts say, really, the only thing they're caring about is the interview. When they can sit down with somebody for 20 minutes and, 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 or get on the grease board and and talk about a a play. If you're talking to a quarterback or something, but then I, you know, the 40 time is the the dumbest stat in the history of sports. Now it's an antique idea, you know, and, and everybody knows the, basically who's going in the first, second round combines for the rest of the guys. And I think now that the pro day things on campus like LSU has, and every other school has, um, and, and even like LSU, when they have pro day, they'll invite guys in from Nichols, Southeastern Southern, wherever, just because, you know, the the scouts will all be there and they're not going to go just to Southern to look at one, two, three guys. So I think the combine has really become a waste of time. It it is a silly season, a time to talk about sports. It creates a little bit of that. All this stuff with Joe Burrow and his hands are too small. Same size as Patrick Mahomes' hands. Mahomes has done okay and will be a force in this league for years. I, I, for one, I, I don't pay attention to high school football recruiting. I don't pay attention to mock drafts. I know you love them. And now I don't pay any attention to the combine. Your thoughts.
1: Well, I, I tend to agree with that, Tommy, and you see so many top players, Chase Young, even to some extent, Joe Burrow, saying they're not going to perform at the Combine. Uh, that, If that continues to happen, that continues to dampen it and continues to uh, move in the direction of getting rid of it. Uh, I, I think... It's a big expense for the NFL, not that the NFL's wary of expenses. They've got plenty of income, but uh, I like the pro day, and as it continues to grow, I, I, t- I agree with you that we'll see eventually that there will be no more combine. Yeah. Now, the other big topic
0: in the NFL, the collective bargaining agreement, it seems like they're trying to rush this thing along, and Eric Winston, who's a member of the Players Association, came out today and said, hey, not so fast he said we're not going to rush into something here they're wanting to put together a 10-year agreement the owners want that for to negotiate tv rights with the players you know the 17th game they're going to relax the marijuana discipline uh more days off less days of hitting although most nfl teams don't hit during the season anymore at all anyway very a handful of teams might hit on a hit on a Wednesday if the coach is mad at him. But other than that, they're not hitting, which is another reason why the tackling is, is so bad in the NFL. But uh, I, I'd be curious to see how this CBA, collective bargaining agreement thing, plays out. The new league starts on March 18th. The new business day for the new year is March 18th, which is less than a month away. And the owners want this done because of the TV rights expire after the 2021 season. And the players are not so fast. Many players are saying, wait, we, we better cross every T and dot every I on this. Uh, who knows what will really happen? Uh, you got to get a majority vote among the 2,000 NFL players. It's all done electronically. Hopefully they, they can count better than the Iowa Democratic Caucus. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's all about money, 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 and then more money. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that in the NFL.
1: Well, Tommy, to me, the most interesting thing and the best thing that they're doing is not going to be testing for marijuana anymore. Of all the professional athletes in the world, of all the different sports that there are, NFL and football players can benefit from the medicinal effects of marijuana more than basketball players, more than soccer players. Maybe hockey players could use it. You know, because there's a lot of hitting going on out there. But the uh, pain-killing effects of marijuana as opposed to opioids is a good thing. And I, I applaud the NFL for moving in that direction.
0: Also, it looks like they're going to eliminate this uh, challenge on pass interference because they screwed that up. That was a knee jerk overreaction to the, the Nola no call with the Saints Rams. Uh, all indications are that, uh, that's not going to be back for a second year because nobody, you know, just like they don't know what a catch is in the NFL. They don't know what pass interference is either. So the, the NFL marches on a lot of things are going to happen between now and March 18 that everybody will get ready for the draft. And, of course, here on uh, Sports Takes with Trey and TK, we'll keep you posted with our thoughts and observations. Trey, NBA, they're back in full speed after the All-Star break. Uh, trade deadline coming up, lots of rumors there. Wanted to get, certainly get your thoughts and observations on the NBA.
1: Tommy, the most interesting thing to me, and I watch NBA action virtually every night, Over the years, the Dallas Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors have been the two teams that I've been watching for the last 20 years, along with the local team. The best thing for me is how excited I am to watch the Pelicans every night that they play. Uh, That's a big thing, and it's because this team is good. They're young. They're improving. I don't know that they're going to make that eighth spot for the playoffs. They started in such a deep hole early in the season But right now, healthy, this is a very good basketball team. They went into L.A. last night, played the team with the best record in the West, the Lakers. They twice were down 18, 19 points. Both times came fighting back to get right back in the game to pull within two and even to take a lead. Now, they weren't able to escape with the win. The Lakers closed out strong. But the Pelicans are very good. Zion is obviously the real deal. He's uh, very active. He's got the quickest second jump I've seen in a long, long time. He goes up once. He's not, you know, if the guy was three or four inches taller, he'd be potentially the greatest player in the league. I don't think he's quite that, but I think he is potentially a top five to ten player in the league. But if you watch him, watch how quickly he gets back up if he misses a shot. He he gets to rebound on a missed shot more times than not. He's exciting to watch. I said several years ago that I thought Brandon Ingram would have a better career than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is developing into a pretty good player, but Brandon Ingram is absolutely a stud. If they can keep him and add another high draft pick to this team, They're going to be very good down the road. Jackson Hayes is a good young player. Nico Melli is an outstanding rookie from Italy. Uh, This team is fun to watch. And for those of you that haven't been watching them, tune them in. You'll you'll like what you see when you watch the Pelicans.
0: And I think it's great for New Orleans and for Louisiana and even the Mississippi Gulf Coast if the Pelicans are doing better and getting more attention, which they are doing now. Won their first two games after the All-Star break. And as you mentioned, lost to the Lakers last night. But Lakers are, are playing pretty darn good basketball. You're listening to Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Major League Baseball full train, full speed ahead with spring training. Uh, games are about a month away from today for the regular season opener. But I've watched a few spring training games, but it's mostly the backups and all that stuff. And, and uh, you know, but I, I'm curious and I'm anxious about the start of the MLB season in a month.
1: Well, you know, it'll be honest before we know it. We'll be playing for real. As a Cardinal fan, I follow spring training pretty good. They've had a bunch of games on TV. I haven't tuned in yet. Obviously, regular season NBA and college basketball games are more appealing to me than spring training. Split squad, in many cases, Major League Baseball games. But uh, we'll be playing soon, and we'll be ready.
0: All right, You've been listening to Sports Takes with Trey and TK. Please share this podcast with your friends. Trey, as always, it was fun with our takes in the world of sports. We'll do this again real soon.
1: Tommy, one quick thing in closing on our last edition. I said that I thought Gonzaga was the best team in college basketball. Well, they lost at BYU Saturday night. Former number one Baylor lost to Kansas Saturday and formerly undefeated San Diego State has lost two in a row. Duke lost last night at Wake Forest. The NCAA basketball championship is up for grabs. It's wide open.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk more about that on another issue, another episode of Sports Takes. Thanks so much, Trey. Appreciate it, Tommy.